you uh, went five episodes in now, huh? Yeah, five episodes. Yes. Today will be my sixth episode. You've been counting. Congratulations. I'm going to just be on some water right dark, now. Uh, dark liquor? Uh, my preference is, uh, it's funny, you know, we, we got to get, as black people, we got to get up out of this dark liquor, white liquor. We got to start calling our liquor what it is, man. So my preference is whiskey. <laughs> um, That's in, what I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, in, in the order of bourbon, scotch. Um, I, I prefer bourbon, then scotch, and then... Uh, a, a bit of a tie between tequila and rum and then gin. Well, tequila and rum as a tie, then cognac, then gin, then vodka. Okay, so with the bourbon, um, have you heard mm-hmm. of hot tidies before? Yeah, yeah, I know what hot tidy is. Make, yeah. make a hot tidy, you got it. You probably have to feel better in the morning. You're going to be asleep. <laughs> Man, ain't nobody. That's the old, that's those are myths. I'm going to stick with some water, <laughs> emergency, <laughs> and some vitamins. Y'all just make up any excuse to drink. I'm trying to knock this cold out. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> for real. I get a shot and put it in some hot tea, put it in some honey in there. I boil the lemons. I put a, a hot a cough yeah, drop. And, and what does the shot do? What does the shot do? You see the, the lemon, the honey, uh, those have natural um, antioxidants. Okay, and, right. uh, and so um, all the shot does is, since the tea is hot, the shot makes like your body more hot and it may, like twists you out. You be out sleep, but then and then while you're sleeping, your body is sweating it out. You That's wanna, what I you was wanna, told. I don't know. <laughs> you want to know that you want to know what that is? You dehydrating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Like people, oh, that liquor warm you up. No, it dehydrates you. That's what it's doing. Like you know, I, I drink. I drink a lot. I drink every day, but I know the effects. <laughs> Like that's one of the other things. Sooner or later, I'm gonna branch off and start up my YouTube channel, uh, where I, I review spirits. So you know, I'm a spirit enthusiast. I, if if my daughter wasn't up right now, I would be sitting in front of my bar. That's what I normally film if I'm at home. But I'm a spirit enthusiast, and that's I'm telling funny. you right now, that's 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 BS that we tell ourselves. It it warm you up, nigga. You dehydrate yourself, <laughs> kill yourself slowly. Like I don't care what. The, Let's let's start the let's start the <laughs> Hope you guys. My name is Robin. I do have a special guest. I told you guys last week that I was gonna have somebody special, and I wasn't gonna tell you because I like surprises. Um, I do have a special guest. His name is Mal. He is on another podcast, so we did a little collab. So I'm gonna be on his podcast yeah, yeah. sooner or later. Not too soon because we want a surprise. You know, I like surprises, so I'm gonna <laughs> do it like that. <laughs> Tell us about your podcast, Mel, please. Uh, what's up? What's up? My name is Mel. Uh, I'm one half of the Jungler's Hell podcast. It's where we really discuss fatherhood, friendship, amongst other things. And um, we also have special guests on. I mean, our special guests can range from anybody to discuss mortgages, traveling, finances, entrepreneurship, and any aspect of life that you can think of. Uh, my other co-host is, I said my other co-host, my co-host <laughs> is a local comedian. I mean, so one of the biggest pools that I have, that we have as a, as a collective is bringing in other local comedians and letting them tell their stories. So on our podcast, man, the Jungle Cell podcast, you can get you a diverse set of topics, anything that'll make you laugh, think, or even reevaluate life. And for the fellas out there, I promise you'll walk away a better father because we don't let nobody listen if you owe back child support. <laughs> that is 100% funny. Now you said you guys were comedians. Now, <clears throat> well, he's a he's a he's a local comedian, and I'm a I'm a fan of the art. <laughs> he is a fan. I want to do yeah. comedian. Like I want to be a comedian so bad, but I am so scared. What's to stopping you? What's what's stopping you? 
honestly, what's stopping me right now is I'm a Bernie Mac type of comedian. I'm just like, I'm going to be like, you know, but what's stopping me is I feel like this world is so sensitive to a lot of things right now. And hey. so I'm just trying to figure out. Hey, hey, look, I'm going to tell every episode we have with a comedian on, they all say the same thing. Cancel culture, cancel culture, cancel culture. I can tell you, one of the biggest things about cancel culture is you only canceled if you kept for one. True. And for two, you also only canceled if you got somebody to cancel. You think of, you know, no offense to you, no offense to, to me, right. no offense to my to my homie Darius, but but what, what sponsorship do you think you might lose? Ha! Don't do that to me. Yeah, I don't you, like no, that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, because a, a lot of like, if, especially local comedians, like, one, if you jump in that circuit, what you will see is a lot of them like they they do all these open mics and stuff because they're working on material. So a lot of material be raw and it be fresh and it be real rough, and but it's not recorded. Like, don't get me wrong, there is an off chance that somebody might catch you in 2021 and Robin gonna be a big name. On, on on the screens everywhere in 2031 and then all of a sudden some cell phone video from down bungfuck houston texas might pop up but i mean the chances of that are, are just slim to none and at the end of the, and at the end of the day i mean you're working on new material and I, i've watched uh my co-host darius grow as a comedian and like some of the stuff he used to say has changed and darius don't give a damn about cancel culture but some of the stuff he used to say has changed a lot and just his delivery has changed so in the beginning, like a lot of stuff was a little bit rougher. Like nobody judged that. There's no footage of that other than us remembering it. So man, get out there. Like it, it there's other local comedians out there that's gonna be as funny as you, funnier than you, and it's gonna be garbage. I mean, I've seen comedians that's been doing it for three, four years, and I and I've seen them multiple times because I follow Darius so his shows, and I'm like, man, this dude is not funny. And these dudes be like the ones that end up they end up hosting the comedy night, and I'm like, you was horrible. But uh, hey, I'm not judging about it. what I'm trying to say is this: just do there. it, like yeah. get out there. And then one thing that I did, me and Darius did together, uh, whenever the, the pandemic had first hit and it kind of shut down our plans, we had uh, took improv class. And that, that was in preparation of us starting this, for me, preparation of us starting this podcast and our YouTube channel, because I just wanted more, more, more uh, experience putting myself out there. Because that's my biggest thing. Like, I would say I appreciate my co-host, and I know it's probably a little harder for you by yourself, because one of the things about my co-host, he don't give a damn, like... I first recorded him. I wanted to go back and edit it and re-listen and make sure it's straight and kind of take parts out. Before I knew it, he was like, oh, I uploaded it. I said, what? <laughs> I thought, he, he was like, oh, well, I just uploaded it, but it ain't published yet. Then I get text message an hour later. Hey, here's the link. I ain't going to put it out there. Just send it to a few people. Let them listen to it. The next thing I know, he posted on Facebook. So, you know, it. and from there, we've been growing. Like, so it just put yourself out there. And I mean, you talk about cancel culture and being sensitive. You run a whole podcast. Like you are recording yourself and building an inventory of ammo for people to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like me you saying, are really right. <laughs> yeah, like, like me, me, me saying, oh, we don't, we don't let guys who go back child support. Man, you know what I mean? People going to be like, but you don't understand. No, you're right though. I think I can. <laughs> no, you're right though. Cause somebody, somebody gonna be upset about something you do. Exactly. And that's what I was saying too. Right now, it's everybody. Um, I think we we're talking about that a few podcast. I think the second on the first podcast. Um, mm-hmm. everybody's gonna be upset at something that you do. It's nobody's gonna be. Everybody's not gonna be happy. So you gotta get to a exactly. point that you're doing whatever you want to do for you. And that's what I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm learning how to. I'm 25, you know, I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm learning who I am. I'm trying to figure out what I like, what I don't like, 
what makes me happy because I know what makes other people happy, you know, but I don't know what makes me. You, you want to so, know the best way to learn yourself is to fail. That's that's number woo, one. You fail. hit it. And you then hit the, it too. The, the second thing is to have those experiences because, I mean, at the end of the day, you can sit here and think to yourself, I ain't ready for stand up this year. Next year, I ain't ready for stand up. Next year, I ain't ready for stand up. Next year, yep. I ain't ready for stand up. Now you're 30 years old, wishing you'd already did stand up. Yep. And then you finally start stand up and you can think of yourself like, damn, I wish my material was a little bit better. Uh, I'm, I'm learning as I go. And then you'll sit around and you'll watch all these other people go up on this stage. You'll be like, man, you're really good. How long have you been doing? Oh, I just decided to do it three years ago. Three years. And now imagine where I would be at if I would have started five years ago when I first said it. Yep. So just just try it. I mean, at the at the end of the day, what's the worst that could happen? You don't like it. You off quit. The stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 100% right. Now you did Getting say- Getting off the stage is not the worst thing that can happen to you. <laughs> you know what? That is one of my fears that you booed off the stage. Like, I, I, I'm funny. I'm naturally funny. Most, most people laugh at anything mm-hmm. I say anyway. But yeah. it's something about, I used to watch Apollo. So, you know, when they boo you off the stage, every time I, I hear boos, I just expect somebody to come spook you off the stage. <laughs> I just expect somebody to come and get you off. Like, uh-uh, they already booed, you know? <laughs> That's what I, I feel like. You, be, you watch Americans uh, got talent too much too. You expecting like some judge, the crowd to hit big red X. That's why I don't watch those shows because <laughs> listen, I've always been like some kind of dramatic my whole life, and my mom mm-hmm. used to be like, "Girl, I, baby, I used to sing up in my lungs. Like, can't mm-hmm. sing a drip, can't sing a drop." But me, I'm singing. Still to this day, I'm singing. I don't care what it is, where I'm at, I'm singing. And my mama used to tell me as I used to watch the shows and pretend like, you know, I'm actually on the show. She used to be like, baby, you do know I'm not allowing you to go on that show, right? And you're not going to embarrass yourself <laughs> or me. And I used to be like, oh my God. Then I got recorded. My auntie recorded me singing. <laughs> she recorded me singing. I was like, who is that? She horrible. They was like, you, it's you. <laughs> it's like, wow, wow, okay. I guess that's, I can't that's funny, man. <laughs> I, I, I remember I used to have a, a solo at the church, right? And I used to sing it for just our church. And I remember we had the citywide revival. And I think, I don't remember what happened to the mains, the youth singer of the citywide revival, but something or another happened where they couldn't sing. And so I called myself stepping up to the plate. So, hey, we could hear my joint. And the, the choir director was like, Nah, <laughs> nah, that's not a good. I'm nah, good and, and I know, and I really didn't understand it. And I was like, man, I was just, I was so mad. I was like, why they won't let me sing my song? Like, yeah, I like my. Why they won't let me sing my song? And then uh, one day I was at uh, I, I was in high school, and I I was singing at Michael Jackson uh when I had you. I sing that Michael Jackson when I had you to a girl. You know, I'm thinking I could sing. And I sung that in her ear. And she really looked at me and I said, how that sound? And she was like, I mean, it was a little flat. <laughs> and, that, that, and, and, and that humbling was what told me. And I learned something about myself that day. I really can't sing like I thought I could. <laughs> at least she was like, like it's a little flat. Woman. It's cool. She ain't like, bro, that sounds horrible. Like <laughs> next, next, girl I, next girl I sung to be my daughter. And she, she smiled every time. She's my biggest <laughs> fan right there. <laughs> okay you did mention that you have a daughter um you got you said mm-hmm. that you and um your partner are new fathers you said that they yeah. he has like a not 11 months 10 uh, months 10 you have months, a, oh, yeah. seven months how is yeah. life treating you i have no kids i want children mm-hmm. not ready for it. they're expensive uh, well i my experience gonna be a 
thousand percent different from anybody else. And I tell you, like, I've been blessed uh, whenever I had my daughter. Like, I mean, blessed beyond beyond belief because so the pandemic, my daughter's born in January. The pandemic happened, right? Uh-huh. From the pandemic, you know, all these jobs was going towards a telework model. And so right before we went to telework model, my job wanted to promote me to work uh, an IT type position. Uh, a computer, I don't want to call it IT, but it's a very computer-based position. And so I was already not going into the field and I was working from the computer. And then COVID happened. So now I'm only working from home exclusively. And then one thing that uh, the previous administration did they passed, uh, uh, I work for the federal government, they passed a paternity, um, paternal leave bill. So I got three months of paid leave from the federal government. So my baby was born, yeah, so my baby was born in January. I was out of the office from, for three months. So I was able to be at home with my daughter. And then outside of that, I also telework from home. So like, I I always make this joke, but 95% of my daughter life has been within a 50 feet of me. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been able to see her her entire life. You know what I mean? That's so uh, unless I unless I leave, like I really don't do anything right now other than film the podcast and we film it at my co-host's house. So other than Sunday and Wednesday, I'm home with my daughter. You know, so like I've been like my life has changed as far as just the amount of time uh that I that I input into other people. I will say that the you know, and I know everybody different, but I will say for me, um, it's harder. It's like, it's, it's hard to, I used to be a go-getter. Like I would be at 11, 12 o'clock at night. And I just like, let me jump on a computer and handle a little business, do a little work, jump ahead. Now it's hard, man. Like whenever my daughter go to sleep, it's like my body shut down too. Like, let me go on, get a little rest in. Let me, <laughs> let me make sure I'm in the bed when, whenever, you know, my daughter, she sleep, uh, not in the bed with us, but she got a bedside bassinet. Like, you know, she oh, yeah, in, the, I'm in the bed, you know, yeah, my, my, my old lady, like all of us in the bed together. We all, so it's a, it's a lot more, it's a lot of family time and I, I need to start back adjusting. Cause even like with our podcast, um, trying to like edit film and videos. Like I was, had my daughter in her swing, like before you call, I had my daughter in her swing and I'm literally laying in front of her swing and making her think I'm playing with her, trying to edit a video. You know, so I'm I'm just I'm trying to mentally get back into that go get a hustler thing. mentality. Yeah, because I will say being at home for those three months did make me not want to hustle as much. But so that's 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 what I would say the biggest change is just the the amount of time I input into other people. Like I did stuff for my old lady, but you know now we have a daughter. Like we do a lot of family things. We hang out more as a family. So it's just. That, that was the biggest change for me. You I mentioned family a lot. And I want to touch mm-hmm. base on that because I touch my, I've told you before, I'm the type of podcast to touch base where people don't want to. Yeah, do you normally. think? Do you think? So you touched on family a lot. And yeah. I want to give you my, my crown like 100% because a lot of people don't realize how much that means to children, you know? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> even though your baby is seven months right now, let's say seven years, you're still at the same process. Do you feel mm-hmm. like if you were just to say, you know what, I'm going back to the office and I'm being in the office, do you feel like that would change the, the way that you're hands on with your daughter? Hmm. No, um, only because, 
No, it wouldn't change how hands-on I am with my daughter only because of the, the um, I don't want to call it an agreement, but more so the understanding I have with my partner. Uh, I mean, you know, if I'm at work nine to five and I come home, like I want to make sure she get her break. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've been at work all day, but at the same time, like I, I've sat at home because like whenever I stayed at home, so my, my old lady, she was out of work for four, four weeks and then she went straight back to work since I was going to be home on paternity leave. Her job didn't give her paid maternal leave. So, you know what I'm saying? So she went back to work. So I've been at home 100% with a child. And so I understand the amount of work that go into that and then trying to Ooh, say it again. I like the way that sound and, coming from your voice. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> it's a lot of work. Like it's it is, it's a lot of work. And I and I actually say this like whenever she was newborn it was easier than she was now. Cause when she was a newborn, all she did was eat and sleep. That was it. Like you ain't have to play with you don't have to play with newborns like zero to three months, man. You don't have to do nothing with them. They eat and sleep. That's it. <laughs> you know they really boring <laughs> i'm telling you, a newborn is boring but like after that three months like once they start talking and being active and their personality start coming through to where you gotta like play with them and and keep them engaged like like i was telling you I can't, I can't just sit at the table put her in a swing and she be fine like she she may play with a toy for a little bit but then she wants engagement. She wants you to be there. You don't have to pick her up, but she wants you to, she wants you to look at her. Like that's one thing about my daughter. She you can't even sit her on the ground, lay in front of her, then look past her and watch TV because she gets upset. Like she wants, she likes direct eye contact engagement. So and I know it's gonna be I know powerful. My, uh, people don't know yes. kids when you pay attention to the kids at between like zero months to mm -hmm. about four that tells you what type of child you're gonna have she's gonna be very very yeah. powerful because uh excuse me i'm right here right. yeah like she is she's engaged so so no i don't think it'll change my interaction and then and then like mostly like like i said just go back to the understanding and agreement that we have like yeah i'm, I'm at home and i can help a little bit but my partner understand i'm also at work so you know i may she may come hey you hold her while i go take a quick shower hold her why I go fix her food or let me do these dishes real quick or I'll put this food on hold her, but I'm still at work. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I still, I'm still really not hundred percent engaged. Like it's, it's good that I'm here, but at the same time, I'm really not engaged. Like she actually has our daughter, but um, so now nah, my, my, my engagement wouldn't change as long as our agreement don't change. Like we, we always make the joke. Cause you know, we, uh, we talk about like, uh, to the men pay all the bills and blah blah that we do and you know and um so what's best for us is is not putting our daughter in daycare and my old lady working part-time and so she only works uh she works every other weekend so she only worked with four days a month you know what i'm saying so with that being said her paychecks i ain't I hitting on nothing you know what i mean so like you gotta supply Exactly. So I pay the bills. Uh, she she'll pay the light bill. I, if she can't pay the light bill, I'll pay the light bill too. But I pay the bills. Excuse me. She handles groceries. So that's 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 what works for us. And so we we always make the joke that oh I, I want to be a hundred percent stay at home mom. And I tell her well shoot if that's the case then you're gonna be a hundred percent baby watcher <laughs> you know what i'm saying so then then our agreement changes and yeah when i come home i don't want to be bothered by a baby <laughs> no i get it hundred percent putting everything out there so i was like as of right now you know you 80 percent 
uh, full parent and I'm, I'm 20% parent, you know? So it just, it's all about what the agreement is and what works for the household. So what you saying that you are the full, see you sliding into things that I want to talk about with you. And I'm so glad that this is coming naturally for the both of us. Um, you said that you are, what works for you guys is you pay majority of the bills. Now, yeah. a lot of parents think, I don't know what type of childhood you grew up in, but a lot mm-hmm. of parents feel as though I'm just, pay, especially fathers, I'm giving your mama $200 a week or $200 every other day. And so I don't need to come to your football game. I don't need to come uh, to Christmas and holidays. I'm working, I'm a doctor and I'm gone majority of the time, but you got a big house, you got a nice car, you got a car at 16, you know? So a lot of parents feel as though that if I'm su- supplying your needs and your wants, I'm doing my job. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I, I think you hit um, something that have a bunch of different dynamics uh, depending on the situation, but I will just try to speak as in general as possible. Um, at the end of the day, children, you're going to hear this everywhere. Children don't appreciate nothing. Um, and I say that not as insulting, but I say it to say that what matters to a kid is going to matter to a kid. So some kids will appreciate that. Hey, look, you able to, my dad never shows up, but I'm able to have a Camaro in high school. Some kids will appreciate that. Hey, you know, I don't have no vehicle, but my dad's at every football game. My mom's is is at the uh, the parent teacher conferences, uh, the popcorn meetings. Um, I'm I have everything that I that I need for school. Some kids will appreciate that, and some kids will get all the cars and get all the fancy things, but be sad that they don't have the time. Some kids won't get won't get all the time and be upset that they don't have the nicest of cars. So, but what I would say to this is that, you know, people need to have a conversation with their household about what's going on. And, and the biggest thing that I'll put is that what we're talking about is actually ideal situation, not, not the ideal, but it's ideal situations because it still sounds like what we're talking about is two-parent households. And the point that I'm trying to make to a two-parent household is that sometimes sacrifices have... It, it, well, the point I'm trying to make is that uh, sometimes sacrifices have to be made. You know what I mean? Like, hey, look, like we live the life that we live because I do the things that I do. And that just is what it is. Like, you know, as a child, you, it, it is not, it is not your place to be on my on a parent's level. And it is not your place to understand what, what a parent did. Once you become an adult, you can look back and understand. But that is that's not your place as a child. Your place is just to follow my guidance, you know, as a oh, parent. That's crazy you said that because I needed to this is not even what we're talking about. I needed to hear that for my own because it's a lot of things that I was mm-hmm. going through. And I was like, I don't understand what my mom did. I don't understand what my mom did. Yeah. Now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, I kind of understand that because I'm exactly. older and I'm an adult now. So that's yeah, crazy. I mean, ultimately, you know, like I said, it's, it's not an insult to any younger listeners you may have, but I mean, sometimes you just got to stay in a, a child's place. Right? But these place. are once, once, but once again, we are talking about ideal situations to where two parent households and just sacrifices have to be made because of to live a certain lifestyle. Now, let's go back to kind of what you said earlier, like, oh, I gave two hundred dollars. So I don't have to show up. I think those are excuses, you know, because at the end of the day, I mean, money finances things, but time is is just invaluable. Like you can't put a, a price on time. So like you investing and in putting that time into a kid like you can't you can't equate that to say, well, I gave you 
I gave your mother a father because I, I know a few single yeah. fathers mm-hmm. who are full-time fathers. Uh, I gave the other parent this much so I don't have to come. And it's like, well, that's not what that was for. Like, you don't, you don't buy time off a kid. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, okay, I gave like, you $20. 20 minutes to go about yeah, yeah exactly like you don't yeah so you, that's that's not really how that works so um I know a lot of people and I, I'm not going off of these stories I hear because I mean people will exaggerate stories as they want you know and so I really just uh, try not to go off of these stories especially these horror stories about baby fathers or baby uh, crazy baby mamas I try not to go off of that but just in general like from what I've seen people will make excuses of why they don't want to do something if you don't want to do it you could find any excuse in the world not to so it may not even be that I gave your mama $20 it may be the fact that oh your, your mama upset with me it may be the fact that oh well this is an away game it may be the fact that oh well, you got four other home games I'll make it to like at the end of the day like look look at you, you know, like, no offense to you, Robin, but just to get back to my point, you know, you say, hey, well, people, people are too sensitive nowadays, but uh-huh. as we got on this podcast, ain't nothing no limits for me. I'll talk about whatever I want on my podcast. Um, yeah, I get what you out there. You, you put yourself out there, recorded to a world that you think is too sensitive for the things you got to say. So, no, you know, it's you. like, yeah. it's you not to say you don't want to do. do comedy, but it's not to say that you don't want to do comedy. It's just to say that whenever you have an idea in your head that I'm not going to do it, you find reasons to justify yep. why you're not going to do it. That's 100% right. You're 100% right there because, you know, that's how I felt about the podcast when I first and then God mm-hmm. uh, kept saying, do it, do it, do it. I don't know. I did mm-hmm. mushrooms for the first time. Listen. Listen, <clears throat> mushrooms is not, I don't recommend mushrooms for anybody. My boyfriend was like, yeah, let's do mushrooms. It's going to be awakening. And I started doing research on <laughs> mushrooms too. And everybody that did, I did mushrooms was like, yeah, yeah, open your eyes. For me, that's exactly what happened. I did like a little mm-hmm. bit of mushrooms. And it was like, I was sitting, how me and you was talking. It was me on the other screen. Like, girl, if you don't start that podcast, if you don't start talking to people, telling people, da 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 I'm like, you know what? You're right. So I was feeling the same way. Like, you know, people are too sensitive for my podcast. No one is going to listen. So now that you told me earlier that you realized that I was five, that really did, like, spark mm-hmm. me a little bit more because, like, wait, you you paid attention. My my dad called me the other day, like, hey, I listened to your podcast. It was really nice. Like, wait, your people are actually listening Man. to me. When I tell you, like, you don't understand how much, how excited I, I know, like I said, we're, we're a smaller podcast, but at the end of the day, like, man, you don't understand how excited I get whenever I get those messages from Buzzsprout to be like, hey, you are 4,500 downloads. I'm like, golly, like, I just wouldn't even expect, like, I yes. really didn't expect this to do nothing. It's like, we're not, we're not trying to monitor, like, me and Darius do this because we enjoy doing it. This is a, a outlet for us. We don't have any... I really had somebody contact me the other day. It's like, hey, can you walk me through like the LLC process of starting up your podcast? And like, what? It's like, what? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like we have chilling. to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know we we could and we should. Like, we we had a, I, I had somebody else contact me the other day and through email. It was like, uh, can you send me your advertisement rates? And I had looked at what they was doing. I said, I wouldn't even feel right charging you. Like, just tell me what you want us to say and we'll say it. You know, like, not to say that I never would get to that point, but just, nah, like, it's all love, yeah. especially for people that reach. That's why you was like, people that listen to us and reach out to us, like, we go out our way to try to make sure we take care of, because I mean, y'all are fans and we want y'all support and we want y'all exactly. to know that we support you guys and so that, that we guys. care about you guys. 
So anytime, so I mean, we we get we have our guests that we reach out to, but anytime a guest reach out to us and be like, hey, look, I really want to come on, and this is what I want to do, and blah blah blah. We like, hey, we got to make sure we take care of them. So of course, of course, one hundred percent. Now let me ask, because um, a lot of people don't talk about um, traumas from parents. They always talk about trauma for the dad, the baby daddy did beat, da, 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 da. but mm-hmm. they don't talk about <clears throat> not necessarily the mama. They don't talk about the part that the mom play. And I want to, um, because you are a new mother. I'm sorry. No, I lied. Father. You are a new father. <laughs> yeah. You are a new father. I'm used to talking to girls. You're the first man I had on my uh, podcast. Hey, that's what's up. You, you, I'm happy to be that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, a lot of people don't talk about the trauma that had, um, the mom played a part in kids and how they grow up. And, you know, like me, my mom, my mom, I experienced a lot with my mom. And I didn't realize mm-hmm. what she what she called until she died. I heard, um, I think mm-hmm. Darius, his father passed a couple of years ago too. Yeah. And um, and that made me think, like, you know, what effects did that have on people? Because for me, that's when all the trauma came up. So I do want to touch base on that with you. How do you feel that parents play a part in adulthood, children adulthood? Like, I don't know if I worded it correctly, yeah. but. <laughs> Well, there's a um, there's a collegiate organization called 100 Black Men. Well, there's an organization called 100 Black Men, and then they have a collegiate chapter called Collegiate 100 Black Men, <laughs> C100. And they have a, 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 I don't want to call it motto or a slogan, I can't remember, but it's called, but it's what they see is what they'll be. And Ooh, at the end of yeah. the day, um, you know, like I said earlier, you follow you follow your parents' guidance, and as long as you have to trust your parents, you know, because that guidance can can take you the opposite way. Like if you don't trust your parents, you're gonna go in a different direction than everything they taught you and showed you. But ultimately, I mean, parents play a monumental part in children's lives. You know, it's because this is what I saw growing up. This is the stuff that impacted me. This is the things that I know. This is how I do certain things. Um, so just going from that, just is a little bit about me. Like I grew up. In a single mother household. Um, my, I just trying to think like the, the trauma that that was laid on me, just so I could kind of relate more. Um, so my father not being there, I would call this a trauma, more of a plus, honestly, for my daughter. Like my mother asked me the other day, uh, "Was you ready to be a father when you was?" And I was like, "Did I want to be a father when I am? No, but was I ready? Like I've been knew the type of father I would be a long time ago, based off of what I saw in my own father. So I mean, I was ready to be a father a long time ago because I knew exactly the type of dad I wanted to be. But I didn't want to be right now. But hey, that's just the that was, that was the game I was that. playing. A lot <laughs> of men was, say like I I know the type of father I want to be because something simple. My father wasn't there for me, and I yeah, feel like that's you know that's what you sad. did. Now. Yeah, it is. It sad. is. But uh, but just now to to the trauma, <laughs> I always tell my mother this that the trauma that she imparted on us is that for a while I wouldn't say it was hard for me to make friends. It was hard for me to allow people to be my friend. And only because she used to say stuff like, uh, "Ain't nobody your friend for real." Like those are your associates, you know. And and as a parent, that's good to let that young children know, like, "Hey, don't trust people too much too soon." But you know, as a young person. She's in taking this information yeah 
in taking this information, I compartmentalize people and I was just like, oh, them ain't my real friends. Like, I just, I just know them from school. <laughs> like, yeah, that's so true. That's 100% true. Like, I mean, the I, ones I, I, I really do, they were like crazy. So I get it. Yeah, <laughs> like, them ain't my friends for real. Like, nah, them just, I just, like, literally, even in college, I used to be like, nah, they ain't my friends. Like, I, I just know them from the dorms or, yeah, okay. Oh man, that's my homie man. What's good, bro? That dap it up and then walk away. Like, ah, I ain't know you knew such and such. I not really. I just go out with him every weekend. That's all we do. We don't kick it, <laughs> kick it. For real. Like, I you know, used to be like, oh, this is this is my go out buddies. This is my class buddies. This is my dorm room buddies. But do you think this that is my you, fraternity buddies? Uh yes and no. I mean, it had potential of saving, but it also had had the potential of uh, eliminating a lot, of, a lot of good friendships I could have. I could have a lot more friendships and connections than I have right now. You know, I mean, it's 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 a that's the game of life. Like anytime you're dealing with relationships, it doesn't matter if they're intimate or uh, platonic. You know, it's a it's a risk game. Like it's a risk that this person will or won't hurt you. That's the yeah. game of life. I mean, if you don't want to play that game, then stay at home. But <laughs> that's just life. <laughs> that's funny you said that because I was like that um, growing up. See, the difference is my family wanted me to be, I'll give you a short, um, I didn't grow up in a single mom household. I grew mm-hmm. up in an abusive stepdad household. So my stepdad was very, very abusive. No, it, it made me the person I am, so I'm appreciate. That's crazy to say, but I'm appreciative for it. You know, you don't don't no, I don't say you appreciate the abuse. It just oh you, no 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 no. You, I appreciate you, the lessons you, I learned. Grown. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you you've grown and you've adapted your life to it, but no. Nah. And that's what I was just <laughs> you about got to word say. That different. <laughs> yeah, I got to word it different. That's what I was just about yeah. to say. It it taught me to try to trust everybody and then my family was like oh be like her she's like your friend be like her and then I was all I was the good one and my friends were horrible like not horrible yeah. I love y'all I'm sorry y'all I love y'all but y'all were bad I ain't even gonna tap like they were bad I, like, yo, yo, your friends listen to this sometimes that's what I'm saying like well, I, I, I want to do a plug after you done after you done <laughs> want to do a quick plug <laughs> keep it going I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry y'all like uh y'all were bad though like we were going out every night like 16, sort of God, 16 was leaving high school, taking a quick nap, going out to Baytown and going to Caribbean parties, coming home 4.30 in the morning, taking a quick nap, going to school. That's what our life was. Y'all were bad. Like, I'm just saying. What about you? Was you involved in that? Yeah, we were bad. I ain't gonna lie. We were bad. But, so, well, you know, I'm not, you trust me when I, trust me when I say I don't know your life and I ain't judging <laughs> you. So please forgive me if any of this come off as insensitive, but no, if my can't. child stay out to 430 in the morning, I might be a little abusive too. No, it was a different type of abuse though. <laughs> it was a different type uh, of abuse. It, it wasn't. It wasn't, before I continue picking, which it wasn't nothing yes yes and that's what i'm saying no you're fine i i'm i I joke about it because i want people to know it happens and we got to learn from it and continue to stop it so for me it was if they were more so abusive as far as discipline i would have been a whole different person compared to my stepdad being so sexual did you you know did you ever uh say anything to your mother and how did she react um that's crazy you ask. That's what I talked about that on the second podcast. Her reaction, mm-hmm. I told her as soon as it happened, and her reaction was, how can I put it to where? 
she she was like, wait, what? Talk, talk, like, what's going on? And then he came in, slithered in, and was like, oh, no, she's lying. And, oh, she's just dramatic. Da, 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 da. I remember him calling his mom and being like, I might need a lawyer because she told on me. That's why I don't trust his mama to this she, day. She told on me. <laughs> she told on me. That was she told on me. Not 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 she accusing me. Not not she making up. Yeah. So he didn't lie to his mom. He's like, hey man, she she didn't let the cat out the bag, mom. No, hundred percent. And that's how his <laughs> family was. Wild. And so now I'm like, now as you said, I have trust issues. Now everybody that yeah. comes in my life, I'm like, um, what's your intention? Have Have yeah. you ever you have you been through therapy? Honestly, I didn't go. That's crazy. You asked. Uh, I didn't go through t- therapy for real until my mom died. That's why I was saying a lot mm. of people don't realize the trauma that their mom played a part yeah. until things happen. And that's when my so, trauma came out. So, so you, you still feel like you have trust issues now? Yes, 100%. And so, 100%. with with that, now, now I gotta, now I'm gonna go into my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you are in a relationship, right? Yes. And, and that was very act- hard to start. And I just say, are you actively, are you still seeking therapy for those stress issues? Kind of, because... Um, I, I see yes or no. I ain't no kind of. That's no, yes or no. so, yes and no. I'll give you no excuses now. No, Don't give you no excuse. excuses. It's not an excuse. <laughs> I was in therapy for about a couple of months. Corona hit, and then I lost her. Then when I tried to, when I found her again, it was... How you lost her? Corona happened and she no longer worked at the place where I was seeing her at. Oh, got you. So she was kind of in a larger umbrella of therapists. So right. you didn't have a direct information. Okay. Right. So when I finally got her direct information, she was like, oh, baby, I'm not a therapist anymore. But she was the person who actually allowed me to open up because when my mom died, my mom died in 2018. And mm-hmm. I found out she had cancer 2018, October. My birthday's October 20th. We found out she had cancer. October 23rd, she died December 19th. So that happened to me so fast. And I had already, I'm very, very spiritual. Like God talks to me. Like he let me know this is about to happen to you. Prepare for it. And so that's what happened Mm -hmm. when it came to my mom. I already knew my mom was going to die earlier that year. So in my head, I was preparing myself for it, you know? So when she, when it actually came to, I'm like, okay, she died. I'm good. I know what the situation is. Let's move forward. So I just tried to, you know, keep going until the year the, a year later came and it was just like all the boxes that I didn't close with everything that happened with my stepdad everything that happened with my mom everything went into a box and it just started you know Spongebob you remember when they had those treasure boxes and then they just explode and then just bubbles yeah. and everything just coming <laughs> out of it that's how I was feeling like stuff was just coming out and she was like you're going through PTSD and I'm like I've never yeah. been in a military army ever in my life what are you talking about that only comes you know and then she started mm-hmm. explaining to me like this is what you're feeling this is it's and it's okay i'm like oh okay so the things that she taught me since i have no connection with her i start to continue she taught me to write it down which is why i started doing the podcast because this became my therapy a little bit you know 
And, and that's so I'm trying to get there. So I'm on my second therapist. I didn't really like the first one. I really love the second one. And sometimes you got to switch it around and move it around. But uh, mm-hmm. but there is don't believe in therapy and podcast is definitely his outlet. And but I'm trying to get him switching off. So everybody have an outlet. But what I will say about therapy is that, like you said, this is somebody that ain't got no skin in the game in your life. You know what I'm saying? So they giving their opinions and their comment that they're not biased. And that's what the bias. And I want to speak about the bias for a second. So, you know, I also, whenever I talk to people about therapy, like, oh, I just talk over my friends and they help me through. I said, but they're biased. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, they, it's hard for them not to, no, my friends give me the real. It's still okay. biased, though. So you you have some, and they're not trained. Like, some people just aren't equipped to handle certain situations. Like, I'm, like, with, with you know, you spoke about that abuse, that type of abuse, I immediately cut it off because I am not equipped to handle that type of situation. If you were to tell me about that and seek my guidance and seek my advice and seek my words, all I can tell you is that I feel for you. It wasn't your fault, but I'm not fully equipped to help you unpack that. And some people aren't. And I think we put a lot on our friends whenever we expect them to be our counselors and therapists. Yeah, That's we can confide so in them. crazy you said that. That was me. So I didn't put, I was the type of friend who I felt like I don't want to tell my friends what's going on. I don't want to talk to a lot of people because, as you said, you are not equipped to handle what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. And then me telling you, you're going to be like, well, I'm sorry that happened to you, but... I don't know. This... You know? And yeah, then on top of that, like, now, you walking around like, damn, Robin, Robin's going through this. She's going, oh, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, and now you're stressing not knowing how to help me. You know, you're yeah. stressing. And, you're, you're, and, you're, like, it's all and, over the place. And, and something even more than that, like, you know, we talk about putting it on our friends, but we're more often than not, we're not equipped to to, uh, to work our own issues out by ourselves. And that's why you just compartmentalized it and then it just started to explode on you. And that's kind of what I was going to say. I still, you know, I don't know your personal life now, what you have going on, but if you still have these traumas that you feel, you know, they're affecting you, you know, it's not fair to your, to your significant other because at the end of the day he has to deal with and it's not fair to make him your therapist you know he didn't go to school for that you're not paying him to do that and you know what that's crazy I a while he didn't know nothing about me like he knew about me but it took like when I was going through that remember I told you a year prior like I got with him literally a year after my mama died so Mm -hmm. when everything's starting to explode we're new in our relationship you know and he has exactly. no idea what's going on and, he's and also breaking down exactly and and also like so one that's and that puts a mental trauma and stress on him like what right. am i supposed to do that's 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 unfair stress to him and then on the second part like yeah you may not confide in him and you may not he may not be your therapist but it's also unfair for him to be to be a coping mechanism like, because mm-hmm. that's that's what it really turns into. It's like, well, I'm using you to cope as you are using, as as your feelings are growing. I'm really just coping with you. And sometimes, not speaking to you, speaking in general, sometimes that ends up confusing your feelings. And what you may think of as love is really just security because you have traumas. Ooh, so, you, listen, you, t- you have no idea you are really reading me for real because... That's mm-hmm. what it was the first six months of our relationship. Like mm-hmm. it was, he was very good of helping me cope. He was very, mm-hmm. very good of, you know, I don't know what's wrong with you, but let me just hold you. And yeah. with the relationship I had with my family, I didn't get that. So the fact mm-hmm. that somebody really was coming to me and holding me, that meant a lot. And so 
before I knew it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in love with you, not even knowing. I don't know your your middle name. I don't know yeah. who your grandma middle is. Middle name don't matter. His grandma but, don't matter. But you I'm just saying. without knowing that. But I'm saying, I'm thinking that we're, yeah, I'm, I'm, in my head, I'm making a life for us for 25 years from now. And we honestly don't know each other. It's like my friend saying, coping. Yes, it's like my friend saying, you're as you said, you're being so unfair to him because all he's seeing is you breaking down, and he can't he can't tell you how to or figure out what's going on and how to help, and that's trauma for him too. So it had to take mm-hmm. me like, okay, now I'm gonna tell you a little bit to see how you handle this. After I tell you a little bit, just know this is this is why I'm handling this. Honestly, we've been together for two years. I just now opened the whole entire book of my whole entire life to him recently because I was, as I said, so afraid of what I went through with my parents and my emotions didn't matter. So if I tell you, you're going to feel like my emotions didn't matter too. I mean, it didn't matter. If, I don't think you should have opened it sooner because you haven't even read that book yet. So exactly. you don't know it would have came out. So that's all I got to say. I'm I'm happy that you are getting help now and that, you know, it sounds like y'all in a better spot, but that was just, you know, at the end of the what day, you man, saying I'm, a, that? I'm a black you man and that? I'm a male. What's good? What you saying that? You don't think I should have opened the book sooner because I didn't know. So do you feel like if someone was in, if you and your girl was in a situation similar, you don't know my deep details, but you know, two years down the mm-hmm. line, she started telling you everything about her. Would you feel some type of way? Because you didn't tell me or would you un- understand because okay this is something that really affected your life so i can understand uh, why you held it well once again it's two parts of that question um i would i would not feel some type of way if she has been actively seeking help unpacking that on her own that's what i mean by you wouldn't know it came out because you haven't unpacked it on your own mm-hmm. and like as as that as it started to come out you just started breaking down and then he had to deal with it now i would feel some type of way if i was in that situation because it's like i i i came into this situation with my stuff not maybe not all the way together with 90 percent together and came to you to be a happy relationship and now i have to deal with stress and trauma from you and that's not an issue i'm your significant other for that but yeah. it's stress and trauma that you are not trying to deal with now it's now i it's unfairly my job to deal with that and i just don't think that's fair i don't think it's fair for for women whenever they have to deal with men stress and trauma and and they pass issues that they refuse to seek help with and i don't think it's fair for women to put it on me i just don't think it's fair for people to put that on somebody that's not what i'm here for that's not that's i didn't go to school for that that's not what you don't pay me for that so why why are you um making me your making me your therapist or your coping mechanism it's not fair and it's not healthy that's just so i guess i would feel some type of way if it if it actively affects my relationship and i truly do not know what was going on so i had to go through two years of my relationship being affected and and now you decide to to a work on yourself and b let me in i would feel some type of way Okay. No, I get that. And, and 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 not to say it can never affect. That's not what I'm saying. Like I don't want nobody to give me misconstrued. Like, damn, I can't talk to my partner about what's going on. No, it's just that you can talk to me. But if if this is actively affecting our relationship and you refusing to seek help on your own, I I would have an issue. Or 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 if you refusing to let to let me know so that I can help you seek help, I would have an issue. So all I get is just trauma. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we yeah. that's emotional trauma. Like imagine if we flip it and be like, all right, cool. If you were in a relationship and you just came home and just slapped them in the face every day with no excuse why. And then two years later, 
you tell them, oh, I had Tourette's. My bad. <laughs> I should have told you. <laughs> you. You know, you yeah, get what no, I'm saying? I get like, it. I get it. I, <laughs> I should have told you that up front, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, so I, get it, I get it. I get it. He traumatized because she slapped me every day. Exactly. He walking in the house like, oh, my God, she about to slap me. <laughs> exactly. Shit slapped out of me. But, but and then I, I think it's, if you guys already haven't had, well, I think it's worth a conversation to to make sure that that he doesn't have a bias air quotes trauma built about the relationship to where let's say you break down i mean you could be breaking down because shit i don't know uh ben and jerry's is, is all the stock of your favorite ice cream you know but you having a, a breakdown of for whatever reason and he automatically think that this is what that is again so let me treat it that way and he doesn't appropriately comfort you so I, I do feel like as a partners we should comfort each other but we shouldn't be each other's coping mechanisms no, that's 100%. I think that was um, trauma for our relationship at first because, as you said, he didn't know what, what a turn. All he seen was me breaking down and unboxing a whole bunch of things. And that's what, some things that I was explaining to him. Like, I can't tell you what's going on because I truly didn't know. Like, I truly yeah. didn't know. It took me going to the therapist and her like, well, baby, that's what's wrong with you. Like, I ain't going to lie said, to you. I would, I would have been been like, hey, man, I ain't going to lie, baby. You're gonna have to, yeah, you're gonna have to go talk to you gonna have to go talk to that lady. <laughs> and see, um, I think he he's never mentioned therapy, honestly. And I, I and think that's what that and, and that's that's why I say that we're not equipped yeah. to even help each other. Like we're just 100%. not like instead of thinking to myself, well, I'm just gonna going give you a hug. Come yeah, on, I'm gonna give yeah. you a hug. It's going to make you feel better. Yeah, yeah. for like a minute. A minute. Yeah, that's it. And, and it's Appreciate crazy. The a lot of people don't think about going to therapy. And it took me a long time because my parents used to, well, my grandmother, I should say, used to, oh, you haven't, you, you, you acting bad at school? Let me take you to therapy. You doing this? Let me take you to therapy. And therapy became trauma to me. It became, and well, then the therapist I had was her therapist was an too. Option. At least therapy was an option for you. I mean, in my household, therapy meant you as crazy. So the idea was, ain't nothing wrong with you. But what you need therapy. Even when I told my mother I was going to therapy, it's like, why? What's wrong with you? Ain't nothing wrong with you. It's like, well, I don't know if something's wrong. It's just, I wanted to, I wanted to, um, Pat, I just, I, I I think that we automatically put negative connotations on stuff. But man, we we going up in there. We getting real deep, man. I like the, I like the BS a little bit. And I, I want to give a, uh, I want to do a shameless plug. I want to get up off the little deep stuff. Let me hit of a shameless course. plug. Of course. Let me hit a shameless plug. You said your friends were horrible, right? Yeah, they really were. I, I well, chose bad friends. I'm not going to lie. Nah, you chose experiences. And you had yes. fun. And they made you who you are. <laughs> and so yes. at the end of the day, um, so next month, all during April, uh, the Jungle is Hell podcast is hosting horror stories. Ooh. So spell W H O R R E R. So horror stories. We want to hear uh, the the best stories you got. We want to hear the thirstiest things that women, women only. Women only. We want to hear the best you got. We want to hear the thirstiest things you didn't did. We want to we want to know how down bad you was out here trying to go get you some dangling. So we want to know what what you did to to do to do. Okay, so uh, that's super cool. Hey, you, you, I can, you, you, I you ain't gotta give it. You ain't gotta give it up now. Don't we gonna send you? We gonna send you the link. Oh, trust me. I'm we gonna, like, we I gotta reach few. out. 
I got a few for you. <laughs> we gonna reach out. We gonna reach out. We gonna send a link. So that's that's gonna be our, our October highlight. We only having women on uh, all during the month of October. We doing horror stories. That's I would invite you to be a co-host, but we I, Darius just texted me today. We got our last co-host through Facebook. We all like we do Facebook invites. Like whenever we have the realtors on, like hey, I got any questions? We had like over hundred questions for you know. So people be want to know, and and everybody don't don't nobody want to ask the stupid don't don't nobody want to want to ask the stupid questions. And we'll ask you know because we not dumb, but we be asking for y'all. <laughs> and sometimes we just don't know. Some yeah, don't know. Yeah, hundred percent. But anyway, back to our our October horror stories, uh, horror tober as I like to call it. What made you doing that? Oh, we haven't started yet. I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, it sounds why like not? they keep people attention though. My opinion, because exactly. I'm like, oh, she there. Exactly. Why? Why not, man? Like you know, uh, it's a. Anytime we let folks tell these stories, like, you know, you're going to pick the best one because you want it to be entertaining. You know, people exaggerate a little bit, but who, who cares about yeah. the truth and the lie is so much more entertaining. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, uh, there was no specific reason. I mean, we were just chilling and just like, man, well, let's do it. Like, we just, we just like, hey, let's, let's get a, uh, 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 real estate on. Oh, let's get an entrepreneur on. Oh, let's do that. And I think, I think we had no, no. I do remember what made me think of it. We have an OnlyFans girl coming on, and um, and she wanted to just talk about OnlyFans and talk about certain things, relationships, and blah blah blah. And I was like, man, I bet she got some good stories. And I was like, you know what? I know a ton of people with some good stories and I know a ton of people that like have a good story, but they're not going to sit here on a two hour podcast and really be entertaining, but they have their good story. So we just, we setting it up to where we're going to have other people call in mm-hmm. and then we're going to let them tell their story and then they're going to go their way. But you know, like, so it's going to be so far, I think we got like over 10 or 11 different women that's going to do it. We're well, trying to do at least help. 18. You said I- two more? I said, okay. you got me because I'm down because I got some stories. Okay. For you. I can probably get you bet, like two bet, stories. Bet. <laughs> bet, bet, bet. You're more than welcome. We're going to give everybody uh, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour time slot. So you probably going to need your hour. <laughs> and then we, we free flowing. Like we free flowing. So we don't really. If it go longer, it go longer. It ain't no big deal to us. So yeah, so that's that's my shameless plug right there. So uh anyone out there. Oh, just... that sounds really, really interesting because I wanted to add a little bit more fun to my podcast mm-hmm. too, you know. And I wanted just to find something cool to do. Yeah, and that's I was it. thinking about uh not stories, but uh, what stories, but what would what, what what you never told your spouse. And I wanted to start it off mm-hmm. with you. I, I'm glad you you kind of oh. I wanted to start it off with you. It doesn't have to be the spouse that you're with now, but what's something crazy that you never told your spouse and that you felt like it would have been like she probably would have kicked your butt. You go first. Me go first. Okay. Yeah, you go first. So <laughs> don't judge me. So I was dating this dude, and I ain't gonna lie. Uh, for me. <laughs> His sex was horrible, but he was super sweet. He was super, super mm-hmm. sweet. So I used to find excuses not to have sex with him. Like it was, <laughs> I used to be like, oh, you know, the girls came, you know, the monthly girls yeah. came. Yeah. Or he'd be like, oh, I'm about to pull up. I'm not at home. I'll be in my room. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I remember one time he, he finally got me to, you know, come outside. We was in the room chilling. And he started trying to touch me. And I just blurted out, this is horrible. 
I hope you're listening because if this is not true. I just butted out. I had AIDS. <laughs> Oh, I did Lord. not want to. I did not want to. And I felt so bad because my mom passed of HIV. So I felt oh horrible. I felt horrible. Oh I felt bad. And I'm just like, oh my God, why did I say that? But I couldn't. You wild. <laughs> you got you gotta go, you gotta tell that one on the jungle. <laughs> I never you I gotta tell that one on the jungle. Say, I couldn't, I just I just did not want to. And then finally he was oh. like, Robin, are you serious? Oh my God. I'm gonna go. Oh man. I'm gonna go take the pill. We gonna be and I'm just like, and you still trying to find a way. Now I have to tell him, like, Mr. I, I lied. Like I don't, I don't oh have it. God. But I am not into this. Like it's not good. Nothing about this is good. Like I just know. You said so passed away for HIV and you go, oh my god. I know Lord. it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> I know. And I feel so bad. So you're the first person I told. So <laughs> you well, not I, the first person that I told this. <laughs> well, I actually have a, a similar story. Um this was I was in high school when this happened, and there was this one one girl who I just really did not want to have sex with. But she was just pushing the issue, pushing the issue. And I was like, all right, got to see it through, my boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I ended up doing, it was, um, so we started having sex. And then I took the condom and, like, I pulled it back as far as I could, like, to make it as stretched out as possible. And then, basically, one or two uh strokes and the condom bus now it's like, oh, we can't go no more <laughs> i'm sorry sweetheart you ain't got another one nah, i only brought the one wow that's crazy this uh-oh 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 spaghetti yo would you look at that See, that's crazy. People be so pushed about sexual activities that you got to make up lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to make up lies to get around it, was, it. What's wild is I really didn't. Like, now I'm older. I could be like, nah. I was like, man. You don't want to hurt people's feelings. <clears throat> I guess I got to do this. Uh-huh. My hood's on the line. <laughs> yeah, because she probably would have been like, oh, he this, he this, and he this, and then he yeah. this. Yes, I uh, I, I I say y'all as in women in general, but that's how women is, man. I went to my homecoming about two years ago and uh, a woman tried to holler at me and I was like, nah, I'm good. No, thank you. And she was like, what, you gay or something? And I, I was like, that's literally what's her can. response. Like, I swear <laughs> that was her response. And I was like, nah, I'm straight. I just ain't, no, no, what? I, I tried to be cool. And that's why I messed up. And I was like, uh, what did I say? I was like, nah, I play for the same. I, I, I said, I said, nah, I, I, I play for the team that you want, but I just ain't trying to. Uh, I just ain't trying to get drafted by you or something like that. I said, I tried to say something cool like that, and she was like, "What you mean, you bisexual?" I said, "Nah, I'm just not interested. I'm good. I'm good. I'm straight. Don't worry about it." Because you said not lay. Oh, you, you gay? Yeah, I tried. I tried to be cool about it, and she was like, "Nigga, you bisexual." Like, are you gay? If you're gay, just say that. <laughs> if you're gay, you just say that, you know? Yeah, man. No, but seriously, though, um, it's crazy that you, you pointed out a therapist. You guys are bringing this back up because go to therapy. It's not it's mm-hmm. not that bad as you, as you, your parents or your friends make it seem. Like, it actually helps. 
Now, I'm not saying that every therapist is uh, great because I've experienced horrible therapists to make it feel like you are the problem. If you feel uncomfortable with that therapist, go ahead and move around because you need a therapist that's going to make you feel comfortable to talk to them. Because if you're not comfortable to talk to them, if you're not comfortable to talk to them, um, you are not getting far, literally. And that was my problem for a long time. I, didn't, I wasn't comfortable talking to my therapist. So I'm just, I'm fine. I'm good. What do you want? That's good to hear. You know, Ooh. but definitely, that's, no, that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing to the therapist. Like, what do you want? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> All right. I just paid you for this hour. I'm like, no, 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 not you, not you, not you. <laughs> Not you. Yeah. Hmm. So I had to get a little water. <laughs> yes, totally fine. Now I just noticed we have been on here for about an hour, y'all. My podcast has been going a little long lately, but it's cool. We give you great, <laughs> great information. But again, definitely go to therapies. Uh, go to a therapy. Go or find somebody that's paid to be talked to. Because sometimes just talking to the person can actually help you out a lot. Now, it was a pleasure mm-hmm. having Mel on the show today. Um, we got to yep, kind of wrap yep. it up. Now, you can find me on Lemons for Your Tea podcast on Instagram and also the Dr. Brent, because I am a doctor on the cool. <laughs> okay. I'm a doctor for real, in my head, oh. I'm a doctor. <laughs> 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 but where can we find your information? Uh, once again, I'm Mel from the Junglers Hill podcast. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the T-A-T Jungle is Hell podcast. Spell how it sounds. I'm not going to spell it all for y'all. <laughs> you can find us. And, and we like to keep it simple. You can find us on Instagram as the Junglers Hill podcast, Facebook as the Junglers Hill podcast, or Gmail. You can email us directly at the Jungle is Hell podcast at gmail.com. So um, if you want to be on the show, if you want to be a fan, oh, and we on, and uh, if you're looking to, for our podcast, I mean, we on all major platforms and them little motherfuckers too. So you can find us anywhere, uh, <laughs> Apple, Spotify. Uh, we're not on YouTube just yet because we audio only. But yeah, if you want to listen to our podcast, please check us out. We appreciate you all. If you want to uh, come on the podcast, you can email or uh, um, message on Instagram. Message on Instagram and Facebook probably be faster than email, but we we check them all. And uh, what was the next part? And any women that's interested in being a part of horror stories, I mean, you don't have, once again, we audio only, so you won't have your face up. And then part two is you can't come on as an A-list. We're not trying to expose nobody out here we just want fun <laughs> and good content so appreciate you for having us on uh robin of I, you, do you have a uh you don't have a, a pod name do you I, i'm just calling you robin you no robin okay okay cool appreciate you for having us on i was thinking about it but every name mm-hmm. i keep talking about everybody be like no it doesn't sound good it sounds corny mm-hmm. so i just gotta figure it out my name. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a pleasure talking to you man this conversation was good thank you so much No problem. Thank you.